All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Why are the playoffs better at Boston Pizza? Because we've optimized our sports bar experience by studying in-depth analytics. Starting with our new BP winged ribs, currently leading all apps in wings above replacement, and deep fried pickle wedges, an early favorite for the unanimous number one overall pickle. And of course, the advanced stats darling and leader in pints per game, the new Beer Mosa. Catch the playoffs at Boston Pizza, powered by Fanalytics. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. And that, my friends, is the way life is meant to be lived. Hook that into my veins for the next two months. The Stanley Cup playoffs, night one in the books. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live. It's a Tuesday, April 18th edition. He's former NHL netminder Mike McKenna, current Daily Faceoff analyst. And this is Daily Faceoff Live presented by Batano.ca. 19 plus, please play responsibly. The game starts now at Batano.ca. Mike, what'd you make of opening night? Pretty physical, eh, Frank? Like, (laughs) these teams all look like they wanted it, and it looked like it was fast-paced. They probably forgot there were referees on the ice, and we were treated to a couple of great overtimes and expected score with the Boston-Florida game and plenty of action, man. I I thought it was massively entertaining on the ice. As it always is, the Stanley Cup playoffs never, ever disappoint. Let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock, and let's dive in. Which moment from you... Much moment for you stood out the most from game one. Well, I, I really think it was the Dumba Pavelski hit in this game between the Minnesota Wild and the Dallas Stars. Um, 
Minnesota goes on to win this game three to two. There's a huge hit by Dumba midway through that takes out Joe Pavelski of the Dallas Stars. And you can see here, initially there was a major call on this play, Frank. It was taken back after video review. It was determined that uh, it was not a hit to the head. There was a minor roughing call on Dumba and a roughing on Domi for coming in and challenging him after this hit. Um, I tell you what, though, Frank, I didn't like the hit. There's not going to be any discipline, it looks like, from the Department of Player Safety. Our own Matt Larkin has a piece at Daily Faceoff explaining why that is the case. Um, I thought it was late. Now, there's a little grace period here. Uh, you got about a half second to make a hit, but the reason why I thought it was dirty was that Dumba can see Pavelski release the puck, and then he makes the decision to throttle him. So... I, I understand why, though. You're in a playoff series and you want to set the tone. So if you're Matt Dumba and you're you're probably willing to take a two-minute penalty to risk that in this type of situation. So that really jumped out for me, uh, aside from the actual scores on the ice. How about you? Yeah, and look, Matt Dumba's made a living being a legitimate kamikaze pilot going through the neutral zone yep. on any given night. So this is nothing new from him. Um, I, I personally don't have any issue with the hit. I think it's unfortunate the result and seeing Joe Pavelski's head bounce off the ice. And I think that raises some larger questions for me about if Joe Pavelski is missing a significant period of time and Pete DeBoer said, quote, he's not confident that uh, Pavelski will be ready for game two as the Stars try and even this series on home ice. You know, that team really hinges on that top line. And so if he's not available, then I think that certainly changes the dynamic of the series and could uh, certainly swing things in the favor of the Minnesota Wild because I, I thought this series was pretty close to begin with. However, what stood out from me on night one was the Edmonton Oilers blowing 2 nothing and 3-1 to one leads in the third period. And you think back to last season, and you think back to the last time when these two teams met in the playoffs last year, the Oilers really, they beat themselves on a number of occasions. And you could make the argument if you're an Oiler fan sitting here today saying, oh, well, the referees were the ones who changed game one. No, no, no. The Oilers led the league, I think, in the first half of this season in beating themselves. And they opened up the door on one too many occasions last year against the LA Kings. And look, I know it's one game. You don't want to overreact, Mike. But here's what I'll say. If you open the door in the same manner for the Kings this time around, this LA team is significantly better than last year. And it's going to bite you. I don't disagree. And I especially think early in the series, Frank, to give the Kings a game with Kevin Fiala maybe back in the mix later in this series. That's not a good thing. The Oilers have to come out better in game two and take that to be able to get it to 1-1 because they don't want to go into six or seven games against the Kings if they can help it. Yeah, they just had some immature moments, I think, in terms of a team that should be yep. past some of that. So uh, four more series kick off tonight, Mike, in night two of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And one of them is a trendy upset pick. The Winnipeg Jets, the eight seed, going up against the one seed in the West, the Vegas Golden Knights. What do you make of this matchup? Are you on the Jets train in terms of giving them a shot to beat the Golden Knights in round one? Well, I'm a huge fan of Connor Hellebuck, and everybody thinks that that could easily be the big factor in the series, and it could. Connor Hellebuck's got a 921 save percentage in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, he's had a great season for me, Frank. He should be uh, it's one of the top five players up for the heart in terms of his how important he is for his team in Winnipeg. But Vegas just has found ways to win all season long. 
The Jets have found ways to lose and be bad for long stretches. So if you're just hinging this on Hellebuck, I don't like it. Now, here's the thing. Vegas, they don't have a great power play, but they will have Mark Stone back for the power play. It'll be better with them. Where will this series be won? It's going to be the neutral zone because Vegas is one of the NHL's better rush teams. Winnipeg isn't great at giving up rush chances. And with Hellebuck's lateral movement being his only weakest, that's one thing that Vegas may be able to exploit. Vegas was 3-0-0 against Winnipeg in the regular season. Now, it's also been four months since they played, Frank. So I, I think if Vegas keeps it tight in the neutral zone, if Winnipeg allows them to come through, uh, it should be Vegas' series. I have them in five, but I do think it's going to be tight because of that Hellebuck factor. The thing for the Golden Knights to worry about, you don't know how Laurent Brossois is going to face and how he's going to look against his old team in the Jets. They know him well, Frank. They know him well, and he doesn't really have any playoff experience to speak of, right? So that's something to keep in mind as yeah. well. For me, I have the Golden Knights in six, and I think the reason for that is I've consistently underestimated the Golden Knights at basically every turn this year. Beginning of the season, I was saying Logan Thompson and Nett, not sure how well this team can do over a full 82-game season. Then Mark Stone goes down with injury for a significant chunk of time. They missed Jack Eichel for a stretch. You talked about the goalies, too. They set an NHL record for four consecutive wins using four different goalies in net. No matter what's been thrown at them, they've always found a way to overcome that. And it's not just like they limped into the playoffs. They won the Western Conference. They held off the Colorado Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers and all these other teams. And I'm saying, why would I sit here and continue to sleep on the Golden Knights? That's a mistake. And I also look at this Jets team and I say, I really liked what they, how they played through the first couple months of the season. You know, as the calendar turned to 2023, they were right up there in the Central in terms of being one of the best teams. And then the wheels fell off. They were a completely average team down the stretch. And I... I understand the firepower that they have. I understand the goaltender that they have. I just I don't I don't look at the sum of their parts and say that's a team that really keeps me awake at night and gives me nightmares if I'm the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, I agree with you because it comes down to consistency. And I think Bruce Cassidy's system has instilled that in the Golden Knights. Even when they haven't been great analytically, they've managed to win games. And I think it's also a pretty big hat tip to the work Alex Petrangelo's done with Mark Stone out of the lineup. I think he's been the best player on Vegas. Keep an eye on him. Yeah, I, I really had a tough time deciding what to do with Alex Petrangelo for my uh, NHL awards ballots that were sent in on Monday. Same. He was sort of right there in terms of breaking into the top five, ended up falling just short. But this was arguably the best season of Petrangelo's career, which is saying something for a guy that's been in the Norris Trophy debate before, a career high of 54 points. Let's talk about the Hudson River rivalry. That gets underway tonight. A much-anticipated first-round series between the New York Rangers and the New Jersey Devils. All of the New York tri-state area hockey mutants will be coming out to watch this one. And Mike, uh, you know, when you look at this series and really how close it is, I, I, to me, this was the hardest first-round series to pick. I think there's so much to like about both of these teams. You've got the top-end talent in New York, Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tarasenko added to that mix with Chris Kreider and Mika Zibanejad. And go down the list, it's a really special group of New York forwards, a Norris Trophy candidate in, uh, in Fox on the back end. And then in net, you've got arguably outside of Linus Olmark this season, the best goaltender in the NHL in terms of building a franchise around an Igor Shesterkin. It's a coin flip between him and Ilya Sorokin. I, and all that said, I, I took the Devils in, games, in seven games because I'm thinking 
the Devils and their speed is going to be a lot for New York to handle. I love this series. I love the teams involved in this series. I love the storylines. Um, I, I just think that this could is primed to be the most entertaining. And having played in that rivalry between the Rangers and the Devils before myself, man, it's going to be bonkers. Like the atmosphere is going to be unbelievable. Now, this is where I think I picked the Rangers in seven games. Okay, so I think this is going to be a long series as well. Um, the thing is, the Devils they're so good five on five, Frank. Like when you look at the expected goals of these two teams head to head, it goes 60% in favor of the Devils. They possess the puck like crazy. I think you're really going to see how good Nico Heischer is defensively in shutting down those top players at five on five for the Rangers. But the Devils simply cannot end up in the penalty box because that power play for the Rangers is deadly. If you're going to give Zibanejad and Panarin chances, it's going to end up in the back of your net. I think the Rangers are probably um, a little bit loose defensively for my like when it comes to the Devils breaking through and getting chances on the rush. But the Rangers still have Shostakovich, and I like Shostakovich over Vanacek. Vanacek has a lot to prove in these playoffs, Frank. I think this is going to be a great seven-game series. It's going to go back and forth. Each team has their own little niche of the sport that they're better at, and I think it's going to come down to that. Whether it's a five-on-five -five game or a special teams game, it's going to tip in, in favor of either of these clubs. So when you talk about the Rangers and how loose they are defensively, I think that's a two-part problem for me. They don't have a shutdown line and they don't really have the shutdown D pair. That really makes you think that they can, you know, combat a, a devil's offense, especially one that plays so well in transition. It's really close. I have a, this is the, this is the series that I had the least confidence in picking and I could honestly see it going either way. I could even see the Rangers if they, you know, get out to an advantage, making quick work of this series as well. But uh, ultimately, I've got the Devils in seven. You've got the Rangers in seven. Mike, we'll talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning and Toronto Maple Leafs coming up with our guy, Jay Rosehill. And we'll also touch on the Colorado Avalanche and Seattle Kraken in our inbox question coming up. But first, wanted to touch on some really big news that came out Monday just as our show was ending. And that is Brad Tree Living will not be returning as general manager of the Calgary Flames. He was the fourth longest tenured general manager in the NHL. Nine years at the helm of the Calgary Flames. Don Maloney takes over as the new president of Hockey Ops, former general manager of the Arizona Coyotes. And it was interesting to me, Mike, that the Flames did not name a GM in, in the meantime. Maloney will be uh, taking over as that interim for now. And I was thinking, man, it strikes me as strange because Craig Conroy has been right there and done all of the work and is extremely well-liked and well-respected in that organization. I'd imagine he will have a real opportunity to hold that post. But for me, the other thing that looms large is what happens with Daryl Sutter? It seems like for now, Sutter, with two years left on his extension that was signed before the season started, will be back as Flames coach. And it seems like he's won the power struggle because the decision to bring back Daryl Sutter, I'm told, is a big reason why Brad True Living is no longer with the Calgary Flames. What do you make of this mess and how do you put this back on the rails if you're the Flames, knowing that there were also multiple players that expressed their frustration and anger with Daryl Sutter in exit interviews last week? You know, if the coach is coming back, I get that you can't have the inmates running the, the asylum, but in some ways, when you think about how this is all going to play out, it's really the Flames are still in a tough spot with a lot of hard decisions to make. 
Yeah, well, I mean, you hire a GM and you're supposed to let that person do the job and they can decide on who the head coach is. And that's obviously not what's happened with the Calgary Flames. Simple as that, man, because you look at everything around this and Sutter shouldn't be back. That's just the bold reality of this. You listen to the comments from the players, the fact that Brad Tree Living's now left. Who's going to come in as GM? They better make that decision quick here, Frank, because guess what? You're going to have to figure things out in a hurry, right? Lucic and Lewis are gone. Those are two favorites of Sutter's. Do they bring them back? Does Sutter get to make decisions on the roster? I mean, for me, that's a great chance to speed them up and bring in some youth. They have great young players in Pelche, Coronado, Phillips, Zari that can all come in, but they're also going to have to figure out their goalies, Frank. Like you got Markstrom three years left at six, six million bucks. Vladar's got a two-year extension that kicks in at 2.2. And they got a guy in the American League, Dustin Wolf, who doesn't belong there, Frank. He's been the best goalie in that league for two years, a 932 save percentage this year, got his first start recently against San Jose, won the game. There's things that have to happen in Calgary for a roster that's pretty good. And they got a coach that the players I don't think want to play for. I don't know what's going on there, but they got to figure it out, man. Uh, And the hard part is they've already made their bet. Yeah, they have. Alex, if you flash that graphic up there again, the other complicating factor is the salary cap. They basically are at the cap, have players that they still need to sign, and more importantly, have big decisions to make with players who are entering the final year of their deals. Tyler Toffoli, Elias Lindholm, expensive, expensive players, Noah Hannafin. How does this all fit together and who wants to stay and who wants to go knowing that this is the path that they might go down? Here's the only exclamation that I'll point put on the end of uh, this Flames conversation is, with Don Maloney and whoever is the next general manager, even though Brad True Living is gone, I'm still not convinced that Daryl Sutter is going to be the head coach on opening night. He's just won, it seems like, the power struggle for now. So exclamation point on for now. Let's get to uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning with their game one that kicks off tonight in our All-32. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. 
That's right. Pleased to welcome in Jay Rosehill for the All 32, which is brought to you by Boston Pizza. Visit your local Boston Pizza to check out their new Fanalytics, including new items powered by Fanalytics. Jay Rosehill from Leafs Morning Take, part of the Nation Network. You can catch him and Nick Alberga every day of the week, Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern. These guys have a boatload of fun breaking down the Leafs all season long. And Jay, you know, when you think about what it's like to enter this sort of, you know, pressure cooker cauldron, uh, you know, when it comes to the Toronto Maple Leafs stepping into Scotiabank Arena for game one and all that's riding on the line, knowing that you need to have success and breakthrough finally, how would you manage that from a player's perspective? Well, I think they got to stay in their bubble. You know, uh, we know the pressure cooker that it is and all the distractions that come outside, but those guys need to understand that, you know, going into this, it's the best time of year. You know, Mike can attest to that. You go into that locker room and, you know, we talked about on our show, you know, the, the new hats and the undergear and hoodies are rolling around and everyone's kind of rallied around. You go into your little bubble of, okay, guys, all the work is done. All the preparation is done. We've got what we got. Now we're rolling forward. And you just got to do that within your locker room, within that group and not pay attention to any of the outside distractions. You can't pay attention to heavy hitters like Frank Saravalli not picking them to win the series against all odds. I think he's betting with his heart and not his head, but things like that you just got to not pay attention to and move forward with the group that you got. Hey, Rosie, I just want to check to make sure over your shoulder you can see this beautiful Norfolk Admirals thing. jersey hanging Look out here. Thing. Look at that. Three primary colors, six colors total on the jersey. That's what we shared together playing in the American League and the Tampa Bay Lightning organization. Um, I got to ask you, man, like I, I look at this lineup for the Maple Leafs and, you know, there, there's a lot of moving parts, I think, even amongst the forward lines. Uh, and you look at the centermen, you've got Matthews, O'Reilly, Achari, Kampf. They seem kind of set as the top four. But Tavares and Lafferty can also draw in at center if you need that as well. Do you think that Sheldon Keefe is going to do a bit of mixing and matching as this series progresses with his forward lines? Yeah, and I think that all signs point to him doing that. There was a bit of frustration with, you know, the fan base, you know, in the last few months of the season because there was so much of a blender of lines. I mean, guys weren't playing with their, their same guys for more than a few games, if that. And, um, you know, they were going 11 and seven on the forwards and D for quite a while to finish up. And a lot of people were questioning that saying, you know, how are these guys supposed to get used to each other? But now rolling into the playoffs, you know, whatever happens here, I think that it very well could benefit them to be able to have so many different players be familiar with each other. There's there's no one that's been set in stone for the last 82 games. And if that's broken up, they're going to be completely lost. So I think at the end of the day, that could benefit them having so many guys that could be utility guys moving around from position to position and line to line. At the end of the day, I think that uh, if they do need to shuffle things up, it could end up being uh, you know a, a saving grace for them. So Jay, I love that you were able to poke fun at me, um, and I—it's—it's it's not the pick is not with my my heart. It's actually with my head, knowing that this Leafs team has not broken through. I've picked the Leafs in each of the last three playoff runs. They're close to setting an NHL record for consecutive first round losses until they break through. I'm just not picking the Leafs. I know you picked the Leafs in this scenario and, and and certainly understand it because just about from every metric possible to look at from this season, the Leafs are well positioned to win this series. But yet in some of the biggest moments in years past, either your stars have not come up with a big goal, your power play has wilted as the series has gone on. What is one thing that you need to see from this Toronto Maple Leafs team in order to finally bust through this series? 
I think it's just a well-rounded confidence within the group that they've been lacking in the past. I mean, you watch them in the past and they come out to win 5 nothing against Tampa and, you know, they're, they're an immature group that isn't very well-rounded and, and it kind of goes to their head and as soon as they face some adversity after that, I mean, everyone, it's just, you can see it, it's palpable on the ice. They're looking at each other to who's going to do this and they're panicking and they're gripping their sticks and they just weren't well-rounded enough and now I think with their goaltending, I believe, is in a, as good a place as it's ever been, uh, even without Murray in the net. I'm okay with that. Um, you know, the leadership qualities of Ryan O'Reilly, I think, just takes them over the top. And then they've got some grit. They've got some jam. I just think that they're more well-rounded and more mature. They've got that experience of the past behind them, the players that were part of it. And I think they're ready to actually put the foot on the throttle and get through the first round. And I think everything they've showed this year um, has shown that. I think it's a more successful year than last year, regardless of them being a couple points shy. I believe they're a better team. Yeah, there's no doubt that this group has what it takes to exercise those demons. We'll see if they can actually do that. This has been the All 32 with Jay Rosehill from Leafs Morning Take. Like I said, catch them every day, Monday through Friday, throughout the Maple Leafs playoff run at 11 a.m. Eastern as part of the LeafsNation.ca. Thanks so much, Jay. This has been the All 32, powered by Boston Pizza and their new Fanalytics menu. All right, Mike, time for our daily face-off inbox question of the day. Hashtag AskDFO. We'd be happy to take your questions. And to put a bow on some of our playoff preview for round one, what is the chances that you're giving the Seattle Kraken to knock off the defending cup champ Colorado Avalanche? Well, my wife has a mathematics degree from St. Lawrence University, so I asked her to put together an algorithm for this, Frank, and she came up with a 23% chance for the Seattle Kraken. That's actually a complete lie. That's actually a lie. I'm lying. That's what I came up with an arbitrary number. Um, bottom line, dude, like it, the Kraken just love to trade chances. They can score like crazy. You don't want to do that against the Calgary or against the Colorado Avalanche. I think the Avalanche has better goaltending. And I also think that that power play for Colorado is, is just deadly, man. And so that's been a sore spot for the Kraken all year long. But you know what? They also have a little bit of juice on their side in making the playoffs this year. Crazier if things have happened, Frank, but I think it's firmly in the Avalanche's favor. Yeah, the season series number is what stands out to me. 0-1-2 for the Colorado Avalanche. That means the Kraken went 2-0-1 against the defending champs. I'm going to give it a 13% chance. So a little bit lower than you. I, I, I picked the Avs in a sweep. I think you see the way the Avs are cooking. And by the way, you see... The Stars and the Wild beat the heck out of each other in game one. And mm. that was the Avs' motivation to win in that makeup game on Friday and, and grab that Central Division. It meant that you got to avoid either one of those two teams in the first round, which is uh, certainly uh, going to make them better for wear and tear as the playoffs go along. Be careful what you wish for in the Seattle Kraken. Uh, they've exceeded just about every expectation to this point this year, making the playoffs in their second year of existence. However, I think there's going to be a little bit of just happy to be here vibes in Seattle once you get there for game three. Maybe they can take a game. I don't see much more than that for an Avs team that is ready and cooking with gas. Let's get to Tyler Uremchuk and our Botano.ca daily bet segment. Tyler, I know you had the Oilers trying to vanquish some of those game one woes that they've had in series past and god they just gagged on it hard with 17 seconds left 
17 seconds away from a perfect betting night last night. So close. We did hit our shop prop parlay with uh, Kopitar and Kotkaniemi. So we did finish up money because that parlay paid up a nice one, plus 160. Uh, yesterday, though, little trend watch in terms of NHL betting on Batano. Three unders in the four games and two underdogs got victories. So I'm going to try to use that logic. And there's one game I'm eyeing up both of those things over at Batano, batano.ca. I'm taking the Winnipeg Jets at plus 130 on the money line. Simply put, it's the Connor Hellebuck effect. That guy played a ton of hockey down the stretch, but now he's had a nice little rest period here. Connor Hellebuck should be at his absolute best in this hockey game. And you look back over his last five games, he's only allowed seven goals in his last five starts. That is absolutely bananas. On the other side of this matchup, Laurent Brassois has only allowed eight goals in his last five starts. That is also absolutely bananas. I am rolling with the Jets, and then I'm also going to throw a unit on the under 5.5 at minus 110. And then for a shot prop parlay, two players I am eyeing up. It's Nino Niederreiter of the Winnipeg Jets. He has hit this in six of his last seven games. And Arturi Lekkonen of the Colorado Avalanche. He missed a month. Came back, boom, hit his shot prop in back-to-back games. He should be leaned on pretty heavily as well with Gabriel Landeskog not playing. I love both these shot props. Play them together, plus 135. And also the Jets and the under. Frank, three plays on a little Tuesday night Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, speaking of unders, I was shocked to see that that uh, Carolina Islanders game was under six and a half. I was like, that just felt like easy money. And this uh, this line feels a little odd to me in terms of you siding with the Jets. Like, they're the eight seed going against the one. How is it possible that it's only plus 130? Connor Hellebuck effect. Yeah, I guess. That just makes me feel like if I was going to play, I'd be going with the Vegas Golden Knights in that case. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Love to watch this playoff action. So good. And that brings us to garbage time, Mike. And you mentioned power plays and what a significant advantage the Avs might have against the Kraken. How about power plays in general on opening night of the Stanley Cup playoffs? Of the 19 goals that were scored on Monday, nine came on the power play, and it basically fueled the comeback for the LA Kings, of course, not just to tie the game late, but also to win the game in overtime as well. feels like every time you turned around, there was a pivotal power play that took place. You said earlier in the show that you, you you thought maybe the players forgot that they call penalties in the playoffs. I would suggest, look at the data over the last number of years. Games one, two, three, and four of a series, There's more penalties called then, especially in the first round, than there are in the regular season. It's games five, six, and seven of a series that referees traditionally put their whistles away. So perhaps players should be a little bit more careful because you saw the power of the power play in a couple game ones. Yeah, bang on, man. There were 31 power plays last night in four games. Like Carolina took four penalties. I think Rod Brindamore almost blew a gasket 18 times, man. Every time I turned around, the camera was on him screaming at the referee. And it's like, guys, they're instructed to make sure that they call this the exact same way as a regular season to begin a series. And then the players figure it out as it goes along in the series that, hey, we can't just because our emotions are higher on the ice. You can't go bananas out here and they're not going to the referees are not going to let it go. So um, I, I thought. You know, even in that Dallas-Minnesota game afterwards, Pete DeBoer was asked, and he was really good about it. He said, hey, we've got the best officials in the world. I thought he he handled it really well with the Pavelski hit that was on Dumba. And, and even last night, I think the referees deserve and the officials deserve some credit. Like, there was a goal in the Boston-Florida game where the puck landed on Alex Lyon's pad. Hmm. It was free. The easy call would have been to blow the whistle. 
and the refs let it go until they knew exactly what was happening. DeBrusque managed to knock it in just before and grab the goal there. So I, I thought the officiating's been good. The players are the ones that have to realize this is just like the regular season for now. You will take penalties, and you can't let other teams back in it. Look at Edmonton. They gave up. They gave LA six power plays last night. They're way too good of a skating team to do that. So we will see the teams adjust, Frank, but it's worth keeping in mind that the officials are trying to call this the same way as the regular season. It's fascinating that they also got it right, I think, with rescinding the major penalty on the Pavelski hit from Dumba. Great. Just comes back around. Pete DeBoer basically ends up losing a playoff series on a poorly called major penalty. The rule change goes into effect as a result of that and ends up basically, uh, you know, in, in this way, uh, hurting the Dallas Stars, but in some ways they, they get the call right. So uh, certainly interesting to keep an eye on those stats with regards to the power play as these series ratchet up. Four more on the books tonight. Can't wait, Mike. That'll do it for Daily Faceoff Live. We'll be back 12 noon Eastern on Wednesday. Until then, enjoy the games, everyone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, hockey fans, listen up, because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Face-Off Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? 
but there's more. You gotta decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount, and that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's gonna find the back of the net first, and you're gonna wanna be careful, because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you gotta predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.